Oh my god, what's that? Dude, no, oh my god. Oh my god. It's It's the Horror Comedy Podcast with Jake and Haley. It's the Horror Comedy Podcast. With Haley. And Jake. You can hear me, a mentally ill bisexual, try to scare Jake, a pothead diva extraordinaire with a true scary story. And at the end of the podcast, we'll see if I scared you, Jake. It's never happened yet. I'm a stone cold killer when it comes to scary stuff. Jake is the scary stuff. I am the scary (laughs) stuff. Thank you. Last week's episode was something a little different for the kids, okay? This is how it starts, people. She's cutting me out. He's cut me out. No, even in the re-record, I said, you did a great job, Jake. You really did. You were so funny. You were so on point. It was just like, fucking. Oh, you're always so welcome. But my part was so off. I took really bad notes and I put them out of order. So there was like 15 different times I had to be like, okay, this happened. And then I had to be like, wait, no, I'm sorry. That didn't happen yet. Or like. Oh, I should have said that happened earlier. An editing nightmare. It was really, really bad, and I could not fix it. There was no fixing it. So, you know what I did? This week, instead of just watching a documentary and calling it a day, I listened to, like, an entire book <laughs> and um, interviews. And anyway, I went kind of insane. It was yeah, really... that's dedication. It was crazy. It was more than, like, 12 hours of research. I know. I try to read a book for work, and then I'm just like, this is boring as fuck even emails oh emails i'm just like ah you know it is so fucking funny that you said that bullet point me what are we smoking today jake uh you're smoking something called breakfast in paris yes 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 it's from wonder grove yeah field trip okay so i went on their website and this is what it says it says i had to take this whole thing because it was like poetic as hell quote Sitting under the Eiffel Tower enjoying a delicious French breakfast is an experience unlike any other. That sounds weird. French breakfast sounds like a sex thing. <laughs> like a Dutch oven or something. Continue. <laughs> That's a French sausage. Ew. While it's hard to properly replicate that experience, could you imagine if you smoked weed and you were under the Eiffel Tower all of a sudden with like a fucking croissant? Like, that's insane. What if you smoked weed out of a croissant? Do we still have a croissant? No, they're gone. Oh. <gasps> I was about to say, I will literally go try to do that right now. Damn it. I guess they can't send me to Paris to eat a croissant under the Eiffel Tower. Fair enough. But it goes on to say, the mild body high and calming cerebral effects of breakfast in Paris are as close as we can get without leaving the homeland. Perfect for lazy mornings, breakfast in bed, strolling at his farmer's market, staring lovingly at the Eiffel Tower, Baking a loaf of bread, critiquing art at the Louvre. How do you say that? The Louvre. The Louvre. Uh, no, no, actually, that's right. Say Louvre. Louvre. <laughs> Go to the Louvre. <laughs> I know both of those are probably wrong. Or living your Parisian fantasy, end quote. So that's uh, really poetic. How, well, how do you feel? Like I'm cr- uh, qualified to criticize art at the Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you would be the type of person that would wear like a beret. Oh. <gasps> Draw like a pencil mustache on. I mean, I kind of... Maybe like a mime stat thing. Oh, I was literally thinking mime. I was going to say I kind of would like to be a mime. I think that um, I could really pull that off with my aesthetic. And I would also have a comically large baguette on my person at all times. 
if I was in France. Fight somebody with? No, just your defense weapon. Just I wanted to look like rock hard, just like old ass baggage (laughs) from like three days ago. Yeah. I just I feel like it's a very French thing to do to have like a baguette in your bag or whatever. Like you just picked it up at the bakery. <laughs> you could literally just walk around with a baguette and just be French as fuck. We oui, we oui. see yeah, it's a ribadurchi. I would say this weed's working from the sounds of it. I also took so many edibles and i will make a little note to myself of when they kick in in the recording and you guys if you could guess when it kicks in and you guess it correctly shout out (laughs) shout out shout out (laughs) jake do you believe that you need to trust someone to have a relationship with them not like a romantic relationship but like a friendship or like a family relationship yes okay correct same, same. Most of us, I feel like, maybe don't think about the trust that it takes to have someone in your life on that level. But, I mean, now more than ever, right? Because we all have social media and pretty much someone who's in your life has unlimited access to you at any time of day or night. Any time. Yeah. They could just go. If you sent them a photo, they could go and open that whenever they want. They could go to your Instagram, your Facebook, whatever, whenever they want. And they could just look at you. And they have your photos. They have your name. They might know where you went to school. All that shit. And you have to really trust someone to give them all that, you know? Are you kidding me? People are out there just like, I, I unprivated my stuff for like a little bit. Yeah. Just for like the streaming aspect and shit like that. Yeah, of course. And it was just terrible. It is terrible. Yeah. No, it is. Like, you think I care about the giant 20 inch fucking vibrator? Yeah, no. And they're like taking over meme pages. Yeah. It upset me. Or, or the meme pages are whoring themselves out. No, I Sponsors. Think, uh, I think when people get enough followers on a page, they sell the page. Ugh. And so that's probably what happened. Maybe we should reach out to some dildo people. Can we get a feature on your dildo? Website? Okay. So whenever they want, they can access photos. I already said that. You need to be able to trust that they won't misuse that privilege of having access to you in, like, in that way. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, what do you mean, like, abuse it? Like, leak your nudies? Well, think about, say, uh, Cutie Cinderella, who just had, she's a big Twitch streamer, and her best friend's, or I'm sorry, her boyfriend's best friend. I'm sorry. I don't know if it's her boyfriend's best friend or her best friend's husband, but one of the two. Someone close to her. She catered for their wedding and shit. He just uh, made deep fakes. Like, he got caught making deep fake porn of her. Like, buying it. Yeah. (sighs) So you need to be able to trust someone in your life isn't going to do some fucking freak weirdo shit with pictures of you or like whatever information that... If anybody has any deep fake porn of me, (laughs) submit to... The Horror Comedy Podcast at (laughs) gmail.com. Interesting to see what that would look like. Oh my God. Please don't deep fake. I just want people to know that I have a very hairy ass. Yeah. So whatever you... So whatever's deep faked... Just make sure it's accurate. Make sure the AI knows. That's right. That's right. Uh, Yeah. You need to be able to trust that they have good intentions for you. You need to be able to trust what they say. Or you need to physically be able to murder them. Immediately. If the occasion arises. Defense. (laughs) Always booby trap your friend's houses for immediate destruction. Always leave a weapon. And then um, that way if they fuck with you, you can blow them up or kill them. (laughs) Yeah. Been playing a lot of... uh, (laughs) A lot of survival games lately. Can you tell? <laughs> Create well, trap. Two sticks. One tape. 
Yeah, Use well, knife. Uh, don't take that advice. I should probably cut that out. And so, today, I'm going to tell you a true story about family and friendship. Oh. A story that spans years and states and families. Oh. A story that, at the end of the day, is all about trust. Oh. Hey, quick content warning for literally everything. I mean, sexual assault, cannibalism, murder, uh, gosh, you name it. To tell you the whole story, I do have to give you a little bit of background. I want you to meet Susan Fenston. Hey, Susan, how are you today? Probably, Thanks for joining us. She would probably be like, oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. Tee hee hee. I'm Susan. I'm a Susan. <laughs> she was born in the early 1960s to a hardworking, creative mother and a mentally ill photographer father. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Damn hippies. <clears throat> Early in Susan's life, they lived in the Upper West Side of Manhattan, which is like the rich people town. And by the time she was like in grade school, they lived in the Lower East Side, which I think is like regular. Okay. But then... Fall from the top is hard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hit my glasses on the thing. But that's how it feels to fall out of the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Susan's Straight dad, to the bottom, to the gutter. Susan's dad would disappear for anywhere from days to months to years. And he was never a constant figure in her life. Damn. El dad. Maybe he was just working. Maybe he was just on trips. Mm, he was on trips. Benders. Right. That's what they call those. Benders? Benders. You're right. That's exactly the type of trip he was on. When he was around, he seemed to favor her sister, Ilya, and he would only take pictures of Ilya. He never took pictures of Damn. Susan. Damn. That's that fucked sucks. up. That's fucked up. It's really fucked up. It's fucked up. Even when you're around, you're still kind of a dick. Right. You don't even like me that much? Well, you fuck You don't like then. me that much? What's I don't the point? Be here. Fuck you then. They still had good times, or well, she, Susan, still had good times in Manhattan. She said before it was the Big Apple, they called it Fun City, which is the least fun <laughs> name I've ever heard. That sounds like a city in like Japan. Fun City? Where it's like translated wrong. Oh, or yeah. Something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but it was, in fact, not always fun. She said that the movie Taxi Driver was very accurate to her daily life, to which I said, What? She liked the city, and she liked the spiciness of it all. One of the apartments they lived in was burglarized nine times. hey I'm trying to think if that's ever happened to me. I'm not going to say it. Knock on wood. Okay, so it doesn't happen. Nine times is a high score, though. That's so many times for that to happen. Yeah, that's at that point, you just keep all your belongings in your car. <laughs> Fucking shit, dude. You just have a storage unit of all your stuff. <laughs> they like, just start robbing that, though. Oh. <laughs> it's all in one Oof. place. Hide it in different locations underground. Multiple storage <laughs> units. Bury it. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Okay. In various locations around the city. <laughs> Why is there a couch-sized uh, dirt mound back there? Oh. Their case was assigned to a detective who told her mom that he wouldn't arrest the guy unless she had sex with him. So That's what the detective said? Yeah. So they just Taking never... Taking a bite out of crime. <laughs> Taking a bite out of Susan's mom. Ew. But, uh, yeah, so they just never arrested the guy because she was like, well, I'm not going to do that. So in 1967, they moved to Spanish Harlem. Her mom was a creative badass. She made everything that they owned. She made their dresses, their costumes, their stuffed animals. She wore, like, mini skirts and black boots. She was like, Ooh. A, right? She sold hot dogs at the World's Fair. And eventually she worked as an animator for Stars and Stripes Studios. She won. Anything big? Did do anything cool there? Schoolhouse Rock. The I'm bill? just a bill. The bill? I'm just Damn. a bill. I know. Yeah, so fuck her for putting that image. Wait, 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 wait. 
I'm actually selling her so short. She okay, okay. Let me just tell you everything she did. Dude, she ended juice. up. She ended up doing. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> short and full length PBS films. Okay, so she did Schoolhouse Rock. Mm-hmm. Then she did Inking and Painting for Hawaiian Punch, Hostess Cakes, Cheerios, and then damn. Right. And she was only making Spanish Harlem money. I guess. I don't know. This is not where we are in the timeline, but as a side note, later in life in the 1990s, she worked on fucking Beavis and Butthead and the Beavis and Butthead Do America movie. Damn. I know. That's hard. I fucking love Beavis and Butthead. I literally love them. Yeah. You you really do like Beavis and Butthead. I really do. It's like, it makes me laugh. It's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I feel like I am Beavis. I am Cornholio. I am Cornholio sometimes. Okay, so one day when Susan was like four, her dad came and visited them. And when he left, she didn't see him again for seven years. <laughs> okay. So when she did see him Prison. after... Maybe. I don't know for sure. But when she did see him after those seven years, it's because she bumped into him on her way to go see Gone with the Wind at the movie theaters. <laughs> Fucking bum. <laughs> Sorry, Susan. Sorry, yeah, but we sucked anyways. L dad, though, he kind of seems like the worst. You have so much compassion for this guy for what? And then that would be the last time that she saw him till she was 21. Uh, so Ilya, her sister, she liked danger while Susan was more of like a bookish girl. When Ilya was 13, she ran off with her adult boyfriend and lived in Detroit for a year. That's what we call daddy issues. Yeah. That's you, textbook. It's, uh... You guys, you gotta really stop. Really good number on these kids. You gotta stop fucking up your daughters, man. I mean, I, I say that with respect as a daughter who's also fucking fucked up. You gotta stop, man. <laughs> so, kind of crazy pants. She was only found after her mom hired a PI. When Ilya came back, she was like, ooh, drugs. I love drugs. And <sighs> she was doing drugs. Damn. Yes. Always one. Always one. Always one. So what kind of drugs? Bad drugs? Uh, like methadone okay. Okay, and okay. sometimes heroin. Yep, those are the bad ones. Not good. Susan went to college for art. Ilya lived at the Hells Angels Clubhouse Ugh. while Susan was going to college. Eventually, she got thrown out and she stayed with her dad. She got thrown out of the Hells Angels Clubhouse? For what, girl? Oh, shit. What were you doing? She's just fucking... Killing... Ripping people's dicks off or something? <laughs> like, I don't know. How do you get kicked out of that place? Well, it must not have been too bad because get... Okay, I'll tell you in a second. You'll get it in a second. Okay. Um. So she went and stayed with her dad, which is kind of like risky, right? Because you don't really know this guy. he's a bum. He's a bum. And she was in the bathroom and he came in, like, huge trigger warning, with his junk out, all creepy-like. And she was like, what the fuck? And she, like, freaked out, obviously. Good. And ran out of there. Good. Went back to the Hells Angels clubhouse. Good. Told the Hells Angels. And they went back to her dad's house and terrorized him and threatened him. And he was too big of a little bitch to even open the door. I'm so sorry, but I'm absolutely going to slay your dad this episode. Susan, if you're out there, I'm sorry. I can't help myself. But they nah, did. down with shitty dads. Down with, down with them. Hope, I wish the Hells Angels would have fucking punched him in the wiener. Honestly? If he opened Cock the shot. if he opened the door, they would have. But he was too scared. And so after that, Ilya warned Susan to never be alone with their dad. Here, dad told Susan that he did it because Ilya smelled like heroin and he was trying to scare her off. What? Bro, no. What? Nice try. What kind of No mean? one's believing that. Oh my god. 
That'd put me on. That'd put me further on to heroin. Yeah, so for it's sure. Above heroin. If it's a heroin thing, I mean, you just did it wrong. So yeah. In the 1980s, 21-year-old Susan wandered the city and took pics with her 35 millimeter camera. In 1986, at 23... Ooh, look at me, I'm on the Manhattan Bridge taking pictures and lollygagging. I bet she called them the photos. Uh, I just gotta get the shot. <laughs> it's the not angle. funny. It's not funny, but it's kind angle of funny. Angle in the shot. Okay, so then, in 1986, she's 23. That's a fucking episode of Friends. Honestly. This does sound like so vibey. Yeah. She walked over the Williamsburg Bridge to East Village, and there was her fucking dad. Sitting on a moped. Just bumming. Oh, not like she, she didn't know he was there? No, she just bumped into him. Damn, so I mean, that's crazy. You can be like a homeless person in New York. And just like bump into yeah. people all the time. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he, funny, funny me and you here on the oh, bridge. Hey, that's crazy. I'm here. You're here. And then he's like, okay, again, huge trigger warning. He was like, hey, Susan, oh my God, all the boys must love you. And he mm. did like a groping motion at her boobs. She was like, um, what the fuck was that? Uh, no. in the dick. Yeah, she, maybe she did. Let's just say that she did. And then she was like, goodbye. She didn't see him again for a really long time. When she was 30, she was at Wiselka's Diner. Okay, which maybe we should Google, right? Wiselka's? Wiselka's Diner? Sounds fucking gas. Fucking probably amazing. And she bumped into him there. And he was like, hey, let's have some dinner. And then after the dinner, he was like, you want to walk around the neighborhood? No. And then he was like, can I take your picture? No. And it was the first time he ever asked to take her picture. I'm against it. Suspicious. And then he asked her to pose in like a weirdly sexual way. And she was like, well, maybe like I'm misunderstanding. So she kind of did it thinking like he would say something else that would make it like not weird. But nope, he just took the picture. And she was like, wait a second. And then he was like, all right, moving on. <laughs> and she was like, wait. And no, we're good. Got he was it. like, that's good it. Work. We're good. That was the shot. Thank you so much. She wasn't even facing the camera. It was like just a picture of her butt, essentially. So. Sus. Red flags. Yes. This guy's a fucking freak, honestly. So then she was like, I actually fucking don't like this guy. <laughs> I think I'm done for a while. For a while, I'll be done forever. Uh, Susan Red has a very flag, big heart, city. we'll just say, I guess. In the 1980s, Ilya worked at the Metropole Go-Go in Times Square. She ended up in Brooklyn. She had a chopper motorcycle and a big black dog. Sick. In oh, 80s. Rock. I know, right? I kind of am living Probably for like her. Butch chick with like a mullet. Don't get too attached. I'm so sorry. Fuck. I know. In 86, she got pregnant by a guy who was 16 years older than her. Susan was like, oh, my God, this is great. And Ilya quit drugs, cold turkey, got really close. Oh, this is just like an HBO series because I'm telling you all this stuff and you know what's going to happen, right? You know what's going to happen, right? Um, to Ilya. They live happily ever after. Ugh. Well, she did give birth to a boy named Anthony. Meanwhile, Susan makes a new friend named Bobby when she was living in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Like a friend in the biblical sense? No, just like a buddy. Okay. There was like a lot of new people coming in and out of the neighborhood. There was basically like some hipsterfication going on. And Bobby introduced himself as her neighbor. And she was like, oh my God, this guy's gay. But a lot of her friends were gay. So that was like really cool with her. He was really witty. He told good stories. He was a model. Whoa. But the thing is, he wasn't like really that good looker. Uh, a lot of models are weird looking. 
Okay, so they just have really like defining. I'm, I guess that's kind of mean to say, but no, but I get what you mean. Not like, like weird looking, but like unique face. Yeah. And like, like it's eye catching. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? But he was not really even like that kind of like unique looking. Like he was just like kind of some guy. You know what I mean? So Susan was like, he's well, a hand model. <laughs> <laughs> he only does hand modeling stuff. <laughs> I mean, maybe she was kind of like i don't know about that he doesn't seem really busy you know what i mean and he also didn't really look like it so she was like maybe that's his dream like maybe that's what he's working towards his aspiration exactly one day he'll maybe make it be on vogue they watched old horror movies together they bonded over campy horror and true crime they could like recite horror movie lines together Sorry, is this reminding you of something? Reminds me of someone I know. That's horrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, they were born one day apart in the same city. They were like a brother and sister. He was a gossip, though. One time, he was talking to a mutual friend, and he told that friend Susan's business. Oh, hell no. Nah. Right. And Susan noticed also in his room that he had, like, eye hooks screwed into the ceiling. And he was kind of, like, oh, with peace and love, because... I'm not meaning this in any offensive way. He was, like, kind of slutty. And he was into S&M. What's S&M? Like, slave and master? It's like a kink where somebody's, like, sub, somebody's dom, but it's, like, really extreme. Okay. This is sad. Just so you know, this is about to be sad. May 23rd, 1987. Illy got in an argument with her man. She went into the bedroom, committed suicide. Very sad. Yeah. Susan found out. She had to go identify her body. It was super fucking sad. It was horrible. Yeah, it's pretty sad. <sighs> Susan and her dad didn't talk again. She did see him around. Where's the child? Huh? Where's the child? Didn't know. Didn't say. Mm-mm. Didn't say. Mm. Deported the babies. He's just out there. He's just, uh, he's on his Got thrown own. into the sewer. He's got some place, and yeah. This fucking sewer monster of, of Manhattan. A rat is like raising him. Yeah. <laughs> and teaching him. Fucking way of the ninja. He speaks rat, though. <laughs> Only. <laughs> That's how he talks. <laughs> Hint of Italian. <laughs> yeah, so Susan saw her dad around sometimes, but she didn't ever say hi. She was kind of over it. Yeah, fuck you, dad. For sure. In 1990, Bobby moved away, and Susan and him kind of lost touch. Damn it. I know. Another, another one fizzles another out. One. She's just, like, taking L's. Daddy issues. Big time. Lots of lo- lots of losses for you, Queen. LOL stands for, for lots. the best. You don't need no fucking man. That's true. Well, it wasn't. He was gay. It was just her bestie. She lost her bestie. Her true crime freak obsessed horror movie freak bestie. Sorry. Um, right before Christmas in 2000, Susan got a letter saying her dad was in the hospital with lung cancer. Ha! Good riddance. That is not Get him. She- no, that's not even how she felt. Ugh. She was like, I'll be right there. Damn it. She got into a nursing home. She managed his money. And he lived. <laughs> nice. Nice. No, she didn't even take advantage of him, though. I wish uh, she did. I wish she did. Now, David, Susan, you're a good person. Fucking Susan. You do the right thing. But I wouldn't do that, though. <laughs> I would do the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so evil. Okay, so he spent five months there, and then he died. I don't really feel that sad. She visited him every weekend, and they kind of bonded. He asked if she had a boyfriend, which she thought was like a compliment, but I don't think that's really like a compliment. Everything uh, he says is just weird to me. It is weird. You know One, I mean? like he, he could be like, I cured cancer. 
Okay, creep. And then what? Mm, weirdo. And you sexed it or something? Freak. Or you took a picture of it and jerked it to it? Come on. When she like just got out of an abusive relationship and he told her, your patience is beautiful. And she was like, oh, that means so much to me. So like, I don't know. That was like the first time she ever got compliments from him, I guess. Mm. He died in May of 2001. Bye. When he, Huh? Goodbye. Bye. When he died, it felt like a puzzle she never got to solve. She never got to know his side of the family. His brother, her Uncle Larry, also died. <laughs> Bye. Oh, I mean, that's not funny, but I also have Uncle Larry. Oh, do you really? That's why I was oh, laughing. Yeah. Not that he died. I forgot. <laughs> R.I.P. Uncle Larry. R.I.P. It was the last piece of that side of the family that she had, and it was gone. In 2001, 10 years after they talked, Bobby emailed her. They caught up, and they started talking every day again. And then 9-11 happened. Oh, shit. Right. Uh, why does everything circle back to 9-11? Always 9-11. Bobby lived in D.C., she lived in New York, and so, like, they both lived in places where it happened, and they kind of bonded over that. One time she went to visit him in D.C., and he was like, hey, do you want to see this cool thing I have? Fuck, is it part of a plane or something? It was pretty much worse than that. It was filing cabinets full of letters from serial killers. God damn it, Bobby. That's so fucking weird. God damn it, Bobby. That is so weird. That he collected? Yeah. I don't know if he was writing to them and collecting their responses or if he was buying them from people. I imagine he was just writing to them. My dude. It's weird. She liked true crime books and stuff, but she thought that the letters were fucking weird. She handed the letter back to him and she felt like she touched something disgusting. Yeah. It's definitely jizz on it. Disgusting. It was too far for her. After that, she, she went back. She was like, oh, oh, I'm going to go grab something. Yeah. Weird. I'm having an emergency in my family. <laughs> got to go. I got my period. I got my period. I got to go. I need to go buy 400 tampons. So I can build a raft and get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Uh, so she went back home. One day, she decided to go to the Ellis Island website and search for Morris Fenston, her grandpa. Oh, that's a he immigrated? He immigrated, yeah. Oh, very nice. She wanted to find her dad's side of the family, see if there was anybody else out there. So she went to genealogy. Nope. Gene. Genealogy.com. Thank you so much. It was like a message board where you searched the last name and you posted a query. Okay, that's a hard one, too. <sighs> they don't like being called that. <laughs> <laughs> strangers, complete strangers, would answer and help you track down your relatives. I think that whole concept is so weird, but go off, I guess. Yeah, I, to me, uh, chat rooms, man. It's Shit is still wild. Pretty weird to me. So she kind of forgot about it, got on with her life. She was a book publicist at the time. She loved it. She had a pit bull German shepherd mix named Mini-Me. Named what? Mini-Me. Kind of a lame name, but all right. <laughs> Mini me. Okay, hey, really quick. Side note. There are eight quadrillion billion emails in this story. And if I don't paraphrase some of them, we'll be here till next June. So I'll tell you what I'm quoting. Some of these I am going to put in my own words to make a little bit shorter. But I promise you I'm not cutting out any key details. In November, she gets a response from somebody saying, Oh my god, that's my great-grandpa, Morris Fenston. That's crazy. So what are the chances this yeah, happening? That's you know, two true. Two fucking losers in a chat room. That's very true. Related nerds. Nerds. Yeah, that's my great-grandpa, Morris. Oh my god, that's so crazy. My name's Karen. 
You know? Oh, Ka- fuck. Karen Gardner. Fuck. It's bad. My mom died, right? She explained how she was looking at her family history and after searching for her mom, Lena Fenston, she found Susan's post. They were both super shocked to find that they had a whole branch of the family they didn't know about. Oh my god. What are you thinking? Spells disaster. <laughs> you don't like this so far? I'm suspicious. Okay. Okay. The two emailed back and forth. Karen lived in Massachusetts. Her husband owned a toy company. She had two. Yeah, that's fun, right? I'm interested now. That's fun. She had two daughters. Karen had a sister, Sharon Barnes, who was a widow with two daughters, and she lived in their childhood home. And they also had a successful brother named Leonard, who was a Wall Street guy. Oh, shit. He's doing coke and jerking off on the 80th floor of the Prudential building. It's weird how, like, right you are. (laughs) They're always weirdos or what? Always. That's so crazy. Um, Karen said that Leonard was mysterious, and that's a weird way to describe your brother. That means he's a weirdo. Okay, good read. While the two were emailing, Karen did not tell her husband, Hal, about Susan for like two months. Because one time, Karen made a pen pal in a recipe club. And he, oh, fuck. I, you don't like that? And he banged, and she banged her? No, he was like, give me money. I need money. Oh, I got scammed. She okay. tried to, yeah, he tried to scam her. So Hal was like, her husband Hal was like really suspicious of... You're always on that goddamn computer. You know what happened last time. <laughs> For real. He's like, I can't do this all the money, Bethany. Karen, Karen, please. Susan was like, all right, well, that sucks that I'm a secret, but whatever. She really liked the idea of having a new side of the family and being welcomed to them warmly, which Karen kind of made new it sound sister. like she was. Right. They sent back and forth family photos and stories and... They matched up names and faces. They did look like the resemblance was clear. That side of the family, their original name was Knockman. So when I refer to them, I'm going to call them the Knockman family. Uh, even though Karen and Sharon both have married names now. Just to make it easier. So if I'm saying Karen the Knockman. Karen and Sharon. I know. Why would you? Whatever. That makes me mad. I hate when people do. Like Darcy and Stacy. That makes me mad. Mm-hmm. I hate it. What? Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Why are you doing this? Okay. Okay, so then they kept emailing back and forth. Right. Okay, it seemed fine. They could see it the Seemed res- playful. Seemed you cool. Know? Yeah. My cousin. Cool. Fuck yeah, cousins. Uh, Susan was like curious about Leonard and Karen told her that. That's Len- my man's. Keep that's your fucking hands off him. No, that's the brother. That's the brother. Oh. Leonard lived in New Jersey and he worked in Manhattan. Susan thought that she'd hear from him, but he never reached out. It kind of hurt her feelings. He don't fucking care about you. He don't care. He's busy being a Wall Street guy. Yeah. He's got fucking stonks. Stonk. Stonks and coke (laughs) to be doing. Hookers to bang. Hookers to bang. She was dating a younger man named Nolan. And this whole email thing was kind of like baffling to him. He was like, why do you care? Kind of. She thought that Leonard didn't reach out because their family is just maybe like kind of introverted. Shortly after, Karen asked if it was okay to pass Susan's email to Leonard. And Karen was like, yeah, go ahead. Why the fuck do you care so much about fucking Leonard? Who cares? Fucking, you really want... Like, chill. Damn, get off Leonard's fucking nuts. Let him go do his fucking thing. I wouldn't want to hang out with you either. Yeah! <laughs> like, it sounds like you're being a fucking... Chill. Weirdo about it. Chill, chill. 
So Karen was like, yeah, Leonard's really emotional. If you guys meet, he'll probably cry. He's like super emotional. Susan, oh my God. I know. Susan's like same. But it might just be awkward. So whatever. So right before New Year's Eve, Leonard reached out. He had the screen name L. Knockman 1. And hers was Girl Fenston. That's their AOL screen names. Do you remember like AIM? Like instant messenger chat? When that came out. Uh-huh. We didn't, uh, we didn't, we were too poor to afford the internet. No. So. Damn it. Yeah. It was the jam. It was the fucking jam. Okay. I mean, they wouldn't let us be on them at school. That makes sense, though. Yeah. Not gonna lie. So, he reached out to her on Instant Messenger, and he said, they should get lunch sometime. And she was like, okay, great. Susan told Bobby. Bobby added Leonard, too. Susan could see Leonard logging on and off. Like, you get a little notification when your friends sign on and off. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, on, off. It would actually make a door sound. <laughs> it was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, he never messaged when he was doing it, though. It would just be like, log on, log off. It's weird. She would be like, hey, and he would not answer. And so, she sent him a second email, and he didn't answer. And it was Ghosted. like, Yeah. It was just weird. She, that's probably what she thought. She was like, it's weird behavior, but... I don't know. She told Karen about it. Karen was like, oh, I'm surprised he didn't answer you. That's weird. Maybe Sharon was talking shit about you. Well, I, when Leonard was first introduced into the story, uh-huh. they described him as a weird guy. Yeah. So. This is just weird behavior. He's just living up this to is normal. This is what he does. Normal yeah. weird shit. No, you're right. This is just how he is. Um, but she's like, well, maybe Sharon was talking bad about you to him. She was Ooh. like. She was like, I was trying to get Sharon to send you these pictures of your dad as a kid, but she just, like, won't. Anyway, I have these other pictures, and I'm going to send that as an attachment. Thanks, Karen. That kind of thing, you know? Susan gets the email, and she tries to open the attachment, but she can't open the attachment. Do we have the attachment? No. But she ended up printing the email. She thought maybe if she printed it, the pictures would show up, but they didn't. Did anything show up instead? Yes. She saw the previous email chain of Karen and oh, Sharon's shit. conversation. This is a legit nightmare I have. Really? Yeah. Well, don't don't let them print your emails, I oh, guess. Oh, <laughs> shit. What happened? What were they saying? So it was like a lengthy conversation. It freaked her the fuck out. It was like between Karen. Between Karen and... Between Karen and Sharon. And Karen was like being mean to Sharon. And Sharon was just talking shit about Susan. So she's Wait, being... Wait, who's Sharon? Sharon is Karen's sister. So it's Sharon, okay. Karen, Sharon and, and Karen Leonard. Karen and Leonard. And okay. that's... Oh, so okay. hard. And then They Susan. have the same great-grandpa. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's the cousins. That's the third cousin. Gotcha. So they were talking shit about Susan. Sharon was talking shit about Susan and Karen was being like fucking chill. She was like being mean to Sharon about it. Telling her like stop and whatever. So Karen's the homie. Karen's the homie. So, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. So far. And Sharon was like, Susan's a con artist. She's trying to get money out of you. She's a scammer. This and that. <sighs> Damn. It always be the closest ones. Always. It really hurt Susan's feelings. She never even talked to Sharon. She actually cried about it. And her Nolan was like, <laughs> why? Why are you crying over emails from strangers? <laughs> but Susan Facts. really... Yes, that's how I would feel. I'd be like, all right, so it's time to log off the internet. Time to put a lock on your TikTok. You're done. Um, So she needed support, though. So she reached out to Bobby, and Bobby comforted her, and they went through the email chain together and analyzed it. And 
they just determined that Sharon was like kind of crazy. Sharon's kind of a bitch. Yeah. Well, the thing that Sharon was judging, another thing she was talking shit about and judging her for was the picture that Susan took of herself and sent to the Knockmans. So she took a picture of her and her two dogs in like her city. And she was like, well, maybe it was like too scummy of a picture and it gave him the wrong idea. Like maybe it's my fault. Uh, classic. Gaslight girl boss gatekeep. She told Karen that she read the email and she was like, I know we're strangers, but I just wanted to find my family and that really hurt my feelings. And Williamsburg is not a slum, so don't talk shit about my neighborhood. Bitch. Bitch. And I never said anything suspicious. Like Spanish Harlem. Or Bitch. the fuck you're living. That's right. I'll slap you into the fucking ghetto. Or I probably shouldn't say ghetto, but I will do it. Okay. So Karen forwarded that email to Sharon. And I do have the original email that Sharon sent to Susan in reply to that. So, okay. Sorry. I know there's so, so many names. Tangled. <laughs> Susan. Susan. Sent that email. Susan to replied Karen. to Karen to, and said, and hey. Karen forwarded that email to res- Sharon. Re- forwarded the response. Okay. That Susan what was sent the response? To sh- so the response. Uh, Susan's response? Yep. Susan said to, to the fuck you. to the email chain, yeah. she was like, yeah, my neighborhood's not scummy. I never said anything suspicious. Gotcha. You hurt my feelings. Okay. And then Karen forwarded that to Sharon. To Sharon. Gotcha. So many names. I'm sorry. Fucking marijuana. For real. Well, it's not your fault. There's 40,000 people on, in the story on this earth. I have the original email that Sharon Barnes sent to Susan in reply to getting the, oh my God, the response. Okay. All right. You yeah, follow what me? Say? What did Sharon say? Sharon said, this is Sharon, Karen Gardner's sister. What business is it of yours? What I say or do concerning my family? You have some nerve reading personal stuff between my sister and me. The polite thing to do would have been to see it wasn't for you and delete it. But I guess you don't <laughs> know manners. That's right. That's right. You could stop. Lean- I think we know who the real Karen is. Yeah, they should switch names. Yeah, switch names. <laughs> switch names, petition. Say, I, you're, I'm all in favor. Okay, you could stop bothering my family, too. My brother said you wrote to him a few times and asked him to go to lunch. He has been through enough in his life, and he doesn't need to know your type. You sent my sister a photograph of a little girl sitting in a dress looking pretty and cared for, and one of you now looking nothing like that child. <laughs> My sister is very trusting and has a big heart, and people like you are always trying to take advantage of her. Whatever you're trying to do, it won't work. Now you bother to tell her that you are hurt? That's your own fault for not minding your business. Love, Sharon. She probably didn't say love. Uh, 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 What do you think? It's over email. Yeah. Uh, to whom it may concern. <laughs> okay. The cunt has entered the chat. It is you. <laughs> As per my last email, go fuck yourself. Shove it up your ass, Sharon. Damn. She was like, spare me. This is exactly what she said. She said, Susan said, Madam, spare me your vitral. People search for relatives all the time read up on it sometime there's no evil plot your nasty comments were in an email addressed to me i printed it and saw it by accident your brother wrote to me and asked to me it was the other way around 
Unlike you, I understand that adults can handle their own affairs. I leave you to shadow box with your own paranoia. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> That's a good one. Twist that knife, sister. Yeah. And then after a while, Leonard finally answered her email. He just said, not interested. Leave me alone. Okay. Whatever. Done. Fine. Fuck you and that side of the family. Yeah. Great grandpa's a bitch. Big old bitch. Karen was like, oh, I'm so surprised that they're so mean. Um, and Susan was like, this is just not really a family I'm welcome mm, into, clearly. Yeah, bye, Karen. I wish. Karen was like, well, what if you apologize to, to Sharon? For, for what? That's what I for think, too. What? That's what I think, too. Well, and Karen, Susan, you're fucking out your mind. Susan's like, look, this is my name. This is where I live. Look, see, my oh, house is nice. This is my phone live, number. Dumb fucking. If you want to give me a call? That's so stupid. And you think it's stupid? Uh, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do this. Uh, I would not do this. She was just trying to show him she had nothing to hide. But to me, that's a no. I'm so sorry, Queen, for judging you. But no. Susan was like, y'all are real bitches. I'm about to be done. I'm deleting you. Goodbye. That January, Susan lost her job, but she got a nice severance package, and she decided to take some time off. It was really chill at first. Bobby and Susan talked nightly on AIM. It's the AOL and Semester. <laughs> so fun. They talked about the family still, especially when they saw Leonard signing on and off really quick again. Every time he signed on, Susan would get, like, an escort, live webcam sex, porn ad. Like, someone was signing up her email for those things. And it would happen, it's right? fucked up. Yeah. It was like he was logging on, signing her up for that shit, logging off. So it was kind of like... Cl- it's the same person. Who? The three. You think? Yeah. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> I'm calling it. Okay, okay. Jake's really suspicious. Sus as fuck. Super suspicious. Okay. All right. So it kind of disgusted her. <laughs> and then he also started sending her specifically nasty sex emails like from his email address like plain and simple it was disgusting so bobby was like okay look this is how you look up ip addresses like let's find this motherfucker ah yes, yes! and they searched of course but- bobby knows of course he does they were able to figure out like what provider the email was from but that wasn't really super helpful it didn't really get them anywhere super clear she just continued to receive mad porn in her inbox every day. So she filed complaints to AOL. She continued to talk to Karen. And Karen was like, oh, I'll be in town for a toy convention with Hal. Do you want to, like, meet up for lunch? <laughs> and Susan was like, yes. But it ended up getting canceled because Karen's daughter got the flu. Yeah. A lie. Allegedly, she got Allegedly the flu. Allegedly got the goddamn flu. Oh, yeah. She also got another sickness. You know what it's called? Bullshit. <laughs> Not existing. Although, that doesn't explain the emails between Karen and Sharon. And Sharon? There's a lot. There's huh. a lot going on. Huh. There's a lot of uh, balls Question, being juggled. Questions <laughs> and balls. My balls. Okay, so the next day, Susan got an email from Leonard with the subject Girl Fenced In, which is her screen name, and all it said in the body of the email was, you like to complain. I bet I can make you moan, too. Mm. She was like, I'm done. I'm done. This is disgusting. She talked to Bobby about it. She complained to AOL again. She forwarded it to his freaking sisters. 
She also CC'd him on the complaint to AOL. Nice. Yes. But he replied to that. It was just like this crazy, insane rant. And then fucking got it. Okay, so it just like spirals from here. He sends her this crazy, long, insane, ranting email. Then Karen sends her this crazy, insane, ranting, long email about how Sharon found Susan's number in Karen's drawer. So then she also finds out that Sharon reported Susan for prostitution. And complained about Susan to the genealogy website. She just like filed a police report on her for hooking. Uh, is that what she, I don't okay? Know, for, yeah. Can you do that? I guess. Okay. You don't have to prove it. They're not like. That's that's good to know. I'm interested about this. It's a wild card. Yeah. <laughs> wild card. <laughs> wild card. <laughs> can't always, can't always be a wild hooker. card. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> That was pretty crazy. Uh, Bobby and Susan talked about it until like midnight, and then she got another call on the phone, and she's like, <laughs> "Is your refrigerator running? <laughs> <laughs> Better go catch it." Well, she just ignored it. A couple days later, Karen's like, "Oh, Leonard was upset. I hope he didn't do anything to hurt you. Whatever happened in my family, like I'm just like the last person to know. You know what I mean?" Susan's- yeah, whatever, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> You're over it? Fucking schizo. Schizo bitzo. Okay, alright. Susan was like, listen, if you knew that Leonard was like kind of sick in like a dangerous way, you should have told me that up front. It's kind of fucked up that you didn't, honestly. And she forwarded all the crazy emails to her and stuff. And then the next day, girl Fuckstein at Yahoo emailed her. And uh, that was gross, of course. And it was, like, a Photoshop picture of her face on some porn, which, like, she didn't want to open it, but Bobby looked, and he was like, oh, my God, yeah, don't, you don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. She forwarded it to Karen. She's like, look what your fucking guy's doing. Look what your guy's doing. Suddenly the knock... Karen, get your boy. Uh, You need to restrain this man. Suddenly the knockmans went silent. It was a week of peaceful bliss. There was no crazy mail going by, no... Why not just change your fucking username just make a new one yeah that's what i would do yeah i would just probably stop using the internet yeah at least for a little at least for a little bit like it's not even the internet now it's like the 2000s it's like just an it's just a chat room it's the 2000s leave it's not even good block <laughs> it's not like you're on your computer all day playing some cool fun games where are you playing the sims one doubt it playing sim city sim C- oh well that was kind of fun age of empires also fun. Okay, you have a point. So a week goes by. It was amazing. And then Hal sent an email into her inbox to ruin her life. And who? Hal? Hal, Karen's husband. He's like, hey, sorry, I'm Karen's husband. Uh, I just wanted to let you know I dealt with Leonard. I would have had Karen message you, but she's in the hospital right now. She's like, just staying a little extra long than she needed to because she was like under a lot of stress. You know what I mean? So don't worry about that. How did Hal get involved? He just had her email address i guess and decided to email her on karen's behalf hmm. right i feel the same way okay so i didn't uh, i think i left the stove running please email my cousin, please email my cousin? <laughs> <laughs> why why please please respond 
Okay, so then Hal's like, listen, we sent Leonard to the Greystone Psychiatric Facility in New Jersey, so don't worry about that. And she's like, that doesn't really make me feel better. Prove it. I mean, true, but she was just like, that doesn't make me feel better. That makes me feel like he's like kind of dangerous. You know what I mean? I'm kind of like, I'm kind of worried. <laughs> um, but when she told Bobby about it, he was like, let's learn more about it. Like, let's see what information we could find. Karen gets out of the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. She tells Susan that Sharon's fiance called off their engagement because of all the drama with the family going on. Good. Good. Fuck you and fuck your kids. <laughs> Fuck you, Sharon. Fuck you. And Susan was like, that is not my fault. But Don't put sh- that evil on me. Yeah, that's not on me. But uh, sure enough, Sharon started emailing her all the fucking time. Really harassing things, really nasty things. She was like, I hope you die. I hope you go to hell. You're a homewrecker. My kids have no dad because of you. What does that have to do with me? You can't keep a man. That has nothing to do with me. I'm sorry. You're, this is. It's probably all you talk about is this. Like You're a broken record. Sharon? Yeah, Sharon's just talking about Susan to her yeah. family the whole time. Like, that bitch Susan totally just changed her. She reported me again. Again. Girl fucking Feinstein is on the fucking internet of fucking gun. Uh. <laughs> and, the, and the dad's just like, okay. Please, God. I can't live like this anymore. Yeah, she did that to herself. She did that to herself. But the phone call started. Susan would answer, it would be breathing, she would hang up. She was like... Classic. Classic. She found out that Leonard was getting a three times the regular dose of psych meds, but he was still, like, kind of fucking insane. And he was also painting a picture of a woman, which she was like, oh my god, I hope it is not me. Wait, how did we find this out about Leonard? Hal told her. Okay. Yes. The Knockmans knew about Susan, and she... Hal's just like, oh yeah, and Leonard's painting a picture. So that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Hal just doesn't know how to fucking chat room. <laughs> just like doesn't know what to do. And then I sold oh. so many toys. Oh you ever heard God. of the I Love Lucy doll? You I love love that. I did that. That was me. The Knockmans knew about Susan and she really didn't know much about them. She started to look into them with Bobby. They were like little detectives. There's a lot of Sharon Barneses though. And there was a lot of Karen Gardeners. Um, there was only one Leonard Knockman, though. Bobby investigated and found that Leonard was divorced and worked in finance. Ooh. He found his number and his address and his ex-wife, who lived in Manhattan. Damn, this is an episode of Catfish. Right? Going on Neve on it? Yeah, this is Neve. This is Neve. Also, made sure he wasn't a sex offender, which, like, they weren't. Unfortunately, they never mentioned what town in Massachusetts they lived in, so they were having a hard time finding anything there. Okay, so then in the middle of March, Susan got an email from Karen. It's a really long email, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But she's like, Susan, how do I tell you how sorry I am? I didn't mean for you to see this part of our family. How can I make this up to you? I knew something. were talking to me. Yeah, please leave me alone. I knew something was wrong when Leonard stopped returning my calls and emails. He has a history of disappearing when things get bad. When you sent me those disgusting letters, I wanted to die. I wanted to go off somewhere and die of shame. I wish I was more honest with his problems, but he's a good person underneath it all. So is Sharon. She means well, but her actions don't always show it. Right. My family is ruined, Susan, and I'm still in physical pain. I had an accident in the kitchen when I was carrying a pot boiling water. Sharon was screaming at me, 
and I dropped it and got third degree burns on my ankles and calves. Ah, fuck. That's so hardcore. (sighs) Lenny has been in a hospital in New Jersey where they know him and understand his problems. He has schizoid antisocial disorder. My mom had it too. Sounds like, uh, okay. It's kind of... Called it? Yes. When he takes his meds, he's very sweet and nice to be around, but he doesn't remember to take it, and sometimes he gets into bad personalities. He's in finance, right? He's in finance. So cocaine is his medicine. Woo! <laughs> yeah, he... I used to... Uh, my favorite strain was cocaine. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> a Theo Vaughn quote. He isn't really dangerous or anything, but he did get involved with the Burr thing, but that was like 20 years ago. They the were just Burr friends. Thing? The Burr, you know. The Burr? Burr. B-U-R-R. Burr, you know. But I know No, he, I don't know the bird. You know, he wouldn't do anything. It was just, he was just like, wrong place, wrong time. And he was also, there was also the valorous mess, but there was no conviction. So they did take his computer, but they, <laughs> no, you know, we bailed him out. My it was fine. Line. It was okay. So is there any way you can forgive what you've seen? I wanted to reach out to you. I just didn't know how. I like talking to you. I'm going to go lay down. I love you, my cousin, and I'm ashamed of what you've been put through. Please forgive my family and me. How do you feel about that? I mean... It's gobbledygook. Yeah. Okay. All right, so... Seemed... It's almost very fishy. I agree. Fishy so far. Fish. It's it's smelling like fish. It's fish fry Sunday. Fish fry Friday. (laughs) Fish fish, fry Friday. Fish fish, 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 fish. Bobby tracked down some information because he was like a great Google detective. He found Lou Burr. That's uh, that's probably who she was talking about. He found him on the New Jersey Department of Corrections website. He was like a rapist. He had weapons charges, kidnapping. Great. So that's fine. And the Valorous thing, it was a New Jersey sex trafficking ring that was busted. So that's cool. I'm glad he has nothing to do with it. It's weird that he has something to do with both of them, though. But he had nothing to do with it. Wait, wait, what? Did I miss okay. him? In Karen's email, she said, oh, he's a good guy. He just, there was the Burr thing, but he had nothing to do with that. And there was the Valorant thing. And then there was well. the Valorous thing. Okay, okay. So but they took his things? computer and they had nothing. That's, yeah, so that's what Bobby was looking into. And he's like, okay, so listen, Lou Burr. He's this guy. He was on the New Jersey Department of Corrections website. He was convicted. He was like a rapist. He had okay. weapons charges. He kidnapped someone. So he was involved in that? That's the Lou Burr thing. Yeah. Some 13-year-old okay. girl got like kidnapped off the street and all kinds of bad shit happened to her. Uh, so he got 13 years for that. Sent back to... How Ju- could you have been involved in it? Kidnapping or like... No, the, the guy. The brother. Like the sexual assault part. Yeah, Oof. yeah. But he didn't go to jail? He didn't go to jail. He did get charged, or wait, what's the word? Arrested but not charged. Mm. And then the Valorous thing was like a New Jersey sex trafficking ring. And yes, Leonard's computer had to be seized in regards to that, but no, he didn't get convicted. <laughs> that makes you feel better? Damn. Yeah, that's cool. Gossipy. Gossipy Karen. Okay. This is a funky family, man. You don't want to be in just this is when I would be like. And thank you for telling me that. I would like you to fuck off forever. I left a pot on the oven. <laughs> to go. go. Forever. I'm gonna throw my computer in the trash actually. Yeah. 
That's what I would do, I I'm think. The <laughs> yeah, goodbye. Okay, so... Now um, I have a Yahoo. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I left AOL. <laughs> okay, so... Go this new thing called Facebook. It'd be much safer. <laughs> Karen, yeah. No sh- <laughs> God. <laughs> Susan was like, uh, listen, your whole family is fucked. I wish you would have told me that you guys were fucked. Burn um, in hell. I don't know what to do. I'm scared for my safety. So, thanks. Um, and then Karen was like, oh, man, that was so thoughtful and long letter of you. <laughs> That's not exactly what she said, but it was something like that. If you have any questions, I'll try to answer. It's just like, I didn't want to mention because I had a terrible feeling to tell you this. There was another one of us named Sandra. But when we were growing up. Well, she just died in a fire. And Lenny, let me. Leonard said? No, he was playing with matches that summer, but it wasn't him because he was was outside. It was him. He was outside playing. He's outside lighting the fire on the outside of the house. And then my mom was like crazy after that. She started carrying out a baby and calling it Sandra, and she like didn't talk to Leonard ever again. Oof. Yeah. So Leonard totally did it. No, Susan. No, uh, no. But they did send him to like because he started to act up after that, right? Because you probably would. And yeah, yeah. After you burn your sister. Yeah, and your mom's mad at you for that. Um. So he got sent to like a mental hospital, and they did like electric. Shock therapy? Yes. And she said after that, he was just not the same. She goes on to say, he went to school in New Jersey, and he was staying with my aunt and my uncle, and he met this guy named Lou Burr. They met at college. They were roommates in an apartment off campus. But it was just a misunderstanding. This girl came home. She was drinking. Like, it was just a misunderstanding. You know what I mean? Like, no biggie. Totally cool. No, big deal, Karen. It's fine. It's cool. Okay, and then when he started to work on Wall Street, he got married. Their baby died. That was weird, but it was Sid's, so don't worry about that at all. And then he got rich, and he divorced his wife, so that's all. Sharon lives in New Jersey. She's like his payee, you know, like his power of attorney, takes Mm. care of his money, all that, because he's like not well enough to do that part of it. But he does good stuff. He does charity work. This is all still in the email? Mm-hmm. Just, I'm paraphrasing a lot because it was so long, honestly. But she's like, I've been really busy trying to repair the damage to our family. I don't know what to do. We've been going to Temple to talk Cut about ties. it. We've spoken to doctors. I know, Ugh. honestly. She's like, I talked to police. I talked to Len. I, I tried to get that prostitution police report thrown out. What? Because remember, Sharon reported Susan for prostitution. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's like, I was trying to get that thrown out, but I don't know what to do about it. Um, I think Sharon must have made a mistake, or maybe she thought it was somebody else who looked like you. I don't know. I just don't know. And then she's like... Okay, Karen. Oh, she's not that bad, though? No! Sharon, she's not that bad. I'm telling you. She's okay. She's not that bad. Uh, so, yeah. What happened, though, I do have to tell you that, um... My sister did slap me while I was carrying the pot of water, and that's why I dropped it and burned myself. Okay. Yeah, adds up. But she's not bad. Give me the juice. Okay. Give me the fucking steak. Give me the potatoes. Give me the potatoes. potatoes. Okay. Give me the encore. Who's fucking murdered who? Where how am I supposed to get scared here? Okay. Right now this just gives is I'm like fucking punch all all these Karen's and Sharon's and Leonard's. You're over it. (sighs) Okay, yeah, but she's like anyway, um, don't worry about it. She's not a bad guy. I mean, you'll probably, probably be safe. My bro- yeah, exactly. She won't slap you. Leonard won't come and 
you know, do whatever. Murder you. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. He will get out in a month, though. So, anyway. BCW. Yeah. It's cool. See you later. Bye. And so her boyfriend, Nolan's like, okay, stop emailing them. Like, yes, thank you. <laughs> stop. My guy. Leave it alone. Why are you he doing this? Knows. But she said she had like crazy abandonment issues, so that's why she couldn't stand to like abandon There's them. No excuse. No, just stop. Stop. They're not your family. You don't know them. Yeah. You don't just know them. because like blood don't make you family. I've cut off my real life family <laughs> for less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So her and Bobby talked about it because he was like supportive. He was like, oh, Nolan doesn't want to talk to you about it. I'll talk to you about it. That's so sad. I won't abandon you. I won't abandon you, girl. So Susan was like, oh, well, if Leonard's still talking to his criminal rapist sex offender friends, I'm probably in danger then because that's not good. If he gets out, like, I'm probably in trouble. March 18th, Karen told Susan that Sharon would be coming to New York City. Sharon wanted a distraction from the engagement being called off. Which, you know, again, she blames Susan for. She's about to get murdered. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Karen was like, hey, Susan, Sharon might come to your house. And also, Leonard's getting out in two days. But if you see him, please just call the hospital and not 911. Okay. They'll come get him. Don't worry about it, girl. Thank you so much. Love, Karen. Both That's probably how these it two criminals. Si- criminal siblings. They'll be in your town. Will be in your neighborhood. Don't be scared. Uh, but it's good it's fine she started to get harassing emails saying i hope you get everything you deserve just nasty shit like that susan was done at this point she was like who even are these people please just leave me alone karen told susan she was overreacting she was like please come visit this summer don't be done come visit this summer so susan goes and buys mini me a scary looking collar try to get the intimidation factor yep, beef her up yep she gets notified that Leonard gets released. Hal emails and tells her, oh, he's being supervised by this guy named Ray Hooch. She's like an outpatient. So you'll be fine. A couple days later, she gets an email that says, Susan B. Fuckstein, I saw where you live. You are a filthy whore. People in your neighborhood know you too at the stores and the pet place. One dog in the picture that you sent is dead. What happened, Susan? It's amazing how people like to talk and give out information. Yesterday, my brother got out of the hospital, thanks to you, bitch, and your lies. So this email is from Sharon? (laughs) Yeah, it's from some fake email, but it's most likely Sharon. Your ugly soul should burn in hell. You're a slut. You deserve to live forever in pain. When I told you to go away and leave my family alone, you should have listened. Go ahead and report me. It doesn't even matter anymore. This ain't my real email. (laughs) Yeah, right. Then Susan was like, okay, good. So there's two crazy, dangerous people, like, after me. That's perfect. Um, even with Susan's life spiraling into psycho thriller territory, nothing slowed down. She had to find a job. She had to make some income. As time passed, the emails never stopped, though. And if anything, they only got more frequent, more intense, and more violent. It was revealed that Leonard's hospital painting was, of course, Susan, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And apparently that made Sharon so mad that she destroyed the painting, which set Leonard off so bad he went missing. Susan was terrified that Leonard was triggered and would show up at her house. She called Bobby, and he told her to call number one if she saw him, which is, like, exactly the opposite of what Karen said. But, like, yeah, no, call 911. <laughs> call him. Hopefully, hopefully they fucking shoot him. Very scary. Just um, kidding. That's bad. No, maybe he should be, though. Like, uh, he's just specifically very scary. Okay, so then Hal warns Susan, sends her an email. He's like, hey, don't tell the fam I'm telling you this. 
but don't talk to Leonard anymore. Just so you know, Leonard has like a weird sex house where he has like degenerate sex orgies and there's literally like slime all over his house and there's bras. Sick. It's disgusting, dude. There's slime on the couches. <laughs> and she's like, okay, cool. Thanks for that information. Um, when Leonard did show up again, he started to email her and it was, of course, just nasty shit right away. And he would randomly turn off the nasty shit and act like a little kid. And she didn't know what to do, so she'd just be like, oh, okay, haha, <laughs> like, I'm really busy, goodbye. <laughs> like, kind of fawn response? It's a no for me. Yeah, it's... Block him! Block I'm... him! I'm over it. Stupid. Stop it! Nolan started to get hang-up calls on his cell phone, too. As days turned into long, nightmarish evenings, Susan would get notifications that someone was trying to log into her email or change her password. Huh. She tried to file sexual harassment charges about all the porn she was getting, but literally was told that it wasn't obscene because there was no penis. It was considered art if there's no penis. So you're Now I know. Now you know. So it went nowhere. Bobby and his boyfriend, James, were very scared for Susan. Bobby was like, hey, just so you know, Leonard's Yahoo profile has been updated and it's like super weird. So brace yourself. She goes and looks and Leonard Nachman's profile is now Leona Kink. And it's, like, this picture of a fit man's body. He is wearing, I guess she, because it's she pronouns when she's Leona. Okay, so she is wearing so many pairs of nylons all over her whole body, all over her head, all over her arms and her legs and her torso. And, like, she's completely covered in nylon. And it's so many nylons that all you can see is, like, the little bit of flash in the eyes and lipstick smeared all over the inside of, like, on the mouth. Okay, weird. Super creepy, and the pictures are also really intense. Like, she's just, she's also wearing hooped earrings, which I forgot to mention. That's important. It's just kind of funny. The gun in the first act. Yes. So, <laughs> so the pictures are really weird. They're super intense. She's, like, looking at the camera and, like, a lot of genital stuff happening. Leonard is now a model. There's a lot happening. It's very busy. Nolan started to get threatening calls at this point. Men, no one's the boyfriend? No one's the boyfriend. People would call and say, watch out, or I'm going to get you. He became a real nervous wreck, and they stopped hanging out as much. And Susan stopped eating and sleeping. Bobby was always there for her, though. She got hundreds of emails a day, and he would help her read through them. He researched the murders and the rapists that they talked about earlier, like Lou Burr and all that. One of the family reached out to let... Susan know that Leonard was looking for an apartment potentially in her neighborhood, but finally it was settled that he got somewhere in New Jersey, so she was relieved. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> so she just started blocking the Bitch emails. Bitch couldn't afford it. <laughs> couldn't afford it. Goodbye. She started blocking anonymous calls. She stopped opening emails. She closed any email av- address with her name in the address, and she got six weeks of peace. In May, her phone rang, and her caller ID said anonymous. Which is kind of weird because she blocked it, but okay. She picked up and she heard a deep voice say, Susan? She was like, who's this? And he's like, oh, it's Emmett. So this is like a pen pal that she had. He's like an Israeli soldier. And it was like a pen pal she had for years, like 10 years. And God damn AOL chat rooms. I know, huh? It's so crazy. (sighs) So she was like, I never gave you my number. How do I know this is really you? And he's like, how do I know this is really you? So they ask each other questions that only the other person would know. And finally, they realize, like, it really is the other person. And he's like, why did you send me a picture of a man jerking off in a dress? 
I got him. Oh my god. She's like, fuck no. I. What is the email address? And it's her email address at a different provider. Yahoo. Yeah. So she was like, this is not my email. But whoever this was was impersonating her and emailing him for months. All these sexual things as well as like all this gay and cross-dressing porn. And she was like, I want to have sex with you. I pose nude for my cousin. Here's pictures of dudes jerking off. And she called him racial slurs, like anti-Semitic slurs. Yes. Yes. And she was like, call me sometime, hottie. Here's my number. So Emmett stopped responding, but then Leonard started to email him and gave him Susan's address and started to threaten her and be like, oh, I just saw her the other day when she was walking to so-and-so's store. Ooh. Yes. And then Emmett was like, okay, I got to call her. I got to, I got to, like, this is so much. So Emmett was in Israel and Susan was like, well, what am I going to tell the cops? They're not going to do anything about somebody overseas. So she reached out to Hal and days went by. After a while, Hal replied and said, oh, I confronted Leonard and he said, I'm sorry, I won't do it anymore. And Hal's just like the Midwestern husband. Okey-dokey. Oh, I really talked to the Emmett there. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah. Or uh, Leonard, he said he's real sorry, he's and real Lenny, sorry. Lenny said he wouldn't do it again. He was real off his meds. Yeah, he's back on him now. I made him take him. It literally was that, though. No need to get the police involved. Don't you worry over there, okay? Yeah, you're all safe and snug as a bug. Snug as a bug. I'll make sure he stays right where he's at. Okay, so <laughs> now I can't okay. stop. <laughs> <laughs> so Nolan was like, all right, wonderful. Let's Let's be done then. Mm-hmm. That's just great. Perfect. Perfect ending. No more emailing back. We're done. And she was about to get a fancy new job. So she was like, no more internet. I got the job. This is great. She just focused on work. And one Monday, she had an email from Karen saying like, oh, me and Hal were wondering where you went. But she just didn't answer. She's like, no, I'm done. She got herself some peace. Leonard started to be like, hey, I'll give you diamonds. I'll give you money. Offering her cars and shit. She was like, no, (laughs) she didn't answer. Okay, so work was really good. She got her own little office. She planned a trip to D.C. to stay with James and Bobby. Halfway through the D.C. trip, Bobby asked if she wanted to use the computer to check her email. And she was like, nah, but then she got curious and fuck. (sighs) She got mail. Okay, and it wasn't good. She checked and she saw that Sharon was impersonating her again. That's who she thought was impersonating her to Emmett, by the way. Sharon was again impersonating her. And telling Leonard over email that she, like, wanted to sex him and stuff? Yes. So, obviously, email was now all of a sudden sending her all these fucked up pictures. And he was like, come over, come over, come over, come over. So, in July, she was like, I'm going to just pacify him until I can find a reason to not talk to this whole family ever again. And Leonard started calling her the nickname Swan, which I don't think is even cute. So, bye. Swan. Swan. Shut up. Zip swan. This is like a mad TV skit. No, really. A swan. Swan. Okay, so this is the point where... You look like a man. <laughs> this one. So this is the point where the fucking car really falls off the road. Things are already... Oh, this? Yes. This is the point? It's about to get out of control. So she gets an email from Felix the cat. He's like, hey, I saw your Addy. Specifically, that's the word he used. Addy. When I was at Leonard's house, uh, I was be- hoping I could come hang out with you and... I have my own job and my own place and stuff. Good one. Perfect. Good pickup line there, Lenny. Perfect. So fucking Bobby Googles it and finds that Felix the cat 
was an alias known to this guy named McCautry. He's a fucking like convicted rapist murderer who was on oh. the Florida Corrections website. And on the alias tab, it literally listed Felix the Cat as his alias. So she was like, obviously, I'm not going to respond. That's fucked. That all happened on the DC trip. Okay, so she's like, I'm done with this. I'm good. And then Leonard reaches out. She's like, what does this fucker want? But he's like, oh, I'm throwing this super expensive, lavish, lush fantasy party. Do you want to come? It's like a Playboy party. You know how Playboy throws these extravagant, what are they called? parties. Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. He's like, do you want to come? And she's like, oh, I'll think about it. He's like, cool, I'll put you on the mailing list. And then she started to get all these messages. People being like, oh, I'll make you a slave. This will be great. It's so nice to meet you. Do you like bud stuff? All this crazy shit. She even started to get these quote unquote sex slaves arguing about don't steal my man. I know he emailed you. All this crazy shit. She's like, bitch, Leonard, if you don't take me off this fucking mailing list yesterday, I will fucking fly over there and I will I will drown you. So this one person in particular was threatening Susan. I'm going to summarize some things here. Sharon's daughter was killing animals. Okay, we find that out. Uh, Sharon started to stalk... I don't know. They just threw that out there. I was like, okay, I guess that's interesting. Sharon started to stalk Leonard and even planned to have him killed. She was his payee, basically. So she went to jail for the murder-for-hire plot that she launched against Leonard. What? Yes. A straight Joe Exotic fucking yes. moment here? Yes, and she went to jail for that. And since she was Leonard's payee, power of attorney, uh-huh. whatever you want to call it, Leonard couldn't do anything. So he was really scared, but he couldn't move. I mean, he's... Good riddance. He was just... I know, honestly, she's a menace to society. So he was honestly confiding in Susan at this point and being like, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. I'm at a hotel hiding right now. Just Don't trust him. That's good advice. I told you that Susan was receiving threatening and harassing emails. But around this time, she starts to get emails of an even scarier nature, if you can imagine it. She starts to get emails from people claiming they are planning to kidnap her and Nolan, eat Nolan, and then keep her as breeding stock. They elaborated that the plan was to make her have a baby every year until she couldn't anymore, and then eat her. And with these emails were photos of, trigger warning, women being roasted on spits. I mean, I'm talking like, if you've ever heard of a pig picking, or a less regional example would be like the stereotypical roasted pig with an apple in its mouth that you would see in like cartoons. Photos of real life women roasted like that. Which she took to the police, but the police were like, oh, we don't know if it's real. Eh. Nolan was about to drop out of college about all this shit. And in September, this guy named Carl, the sex freak, I'm just going to call him. That's fine. Carl. He was like, hey, just so you know, this cult is, tri- is I just, I don't want to alarm you, but there is this cult. They're called Tribe of the Twelve, and they are known to grow babies, and they do want to eat you and Nolan. And, and I apologize for that, but what happened was my sex slave got jealous that I emailed you, and she is part of this cult with her uncle, who's Felix the cat, you know, the guy, the McCautry, the murder rapist, right? Uh-huh. So that's her uncle. So uh-huh. they're, so anyway, they're part of this murder cannibal cult, and she got mad. She told them about you and Nolan. So they want to kidnap and eat you and Nolan. 
And I just don't want you to panic about that. Verbatim in the email. That's exactly what he said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they do grill babies, just so you're clear. Just like in The Sims 2, there was a mod that you could grill babies. Well, you could do that in real life. That's sick. Yes. Sick. No, sick isn't gross. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, who am I? I'm playing Sons of the Forest, throwing fucking cannibal bodies on the fire. Yeah, at least babies don't bones. know. Babies don't know they're alive even. Hmm. It's crazy. So, uh, yeah, just Carl the sex freak talking about the cannibal cult that they're coming to kill and eat Susan and Nolan. You know how that email? It'd it be like that sometimes. Comes in your inbox? Okay. <laughs> then, Carl the sex freak died in a suicide. Wow. Do you think it was a suicide? I think not. Susan thinks not. Susan thinks it was the fucking tribe of 12. Killed Carl? Yeah. Okay, well, good. Okay, yeah, he was a sex freak. I mean, not that... that I mean, <laughs> honestly, just like... Susan doesn't have to do any of the work here. No. She's okay. good. That's one, good. One less. One, one less, less email baddie. you're getting. Yeah. That's perfect. Then she got an email from the cult with a poem saying they killed the snitch because he was apparently talking to a detective. So, Ooh, well. that's the thing. Good. Then she starts getting emails that are like, Hey, Susan, of course you can come to my human cannibal barbecue. Here's a picture of me at Flesh Pot last year. How'd you get my email, bae? As if she emailed cannibals. That's a real email? Yeah. It was, well, paraphrased, but yeah. She looked at her outbox, you know, like you're sent, and she saw that she sent an email that said, Hey, I want to go to Flesh Pot this year. I want to try the fall slaughter. Fuck. Here's my address. Pick me up. The false slaughter? I'm sorry? Who got into her email? That is an amazing question. This is so out of control. Hal was like, oh, I think Sharon was impersonating you. He, she got into your email. She was sending out emails to asking you to go to Flesh Pot 2003. Um, sorry. In 2003 and 2004, it was just like a blur of terror for Susan and vague email updates about Sharon Barnes. Sharon sent Susan an email. She said, I'm done. I'm not going to harass you anymore. I'm so sorry. Goodbye. Hal revealed, trigger warning, that Leonard had a child porn charge and definitely raped someone else. He's like, oh yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention that sooner. Uh, Everybody's past, you know what I mean? Forgot to mention that. At this point, Bobby's like, well, you should move to D.C. so that I can make sure you're safe. And even, like, the family's like, oh. She tells the family, like, oh, I'm thinking about moving. And they're like, oh, are you going to move to D.C.? That's crazy. You should move to D.C. It's like everybody's pushing her to move to D.C., it's weird, honestly. And then in October, she got an email saying, from a detective, saying he got her file and wanted to talk to her about the case. He gave a case number and asked to meet with her at a scary random intersection. No, meet me in a fucking diner with people around us. Yeah, what the hell? So she went to the police station with the email and was like, this is clearly not from a detective. Like, there's somebody out here impersonating. Like, are you going to do anything? And they're like, no, absolutely not. We don't care. So she kept getting hang-up calls. She kept getting emails. One day she got an email saying, You have a very soft voice, Susan. Next time I see you walking your dog, I'll grab you from behind. Fucking terrifying. Nolan's like, we're sick of this. We're sick of this. I'm calling the FBI. And he gets an appointment with the FBI. Casually. Okay. 
I didn't know that was a thing. I guess you can get an appointment with them. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. The FBI agent assigned to their case was Agent Waller. He listened. He saw all the photos. He read all the emails. He really dedicated his time and listened. Gave them an ear. Okay. So she went home that day. She was like, hey, Bobby, like, this is great. I got a fucking FBI agent. This is amazing. I think we're going to get somewhere with this. And he's like, well, why wouldn't you tell Hal? I thought Hal was handling all this. I'm sure if he wanted to get the cops involved, like, he would have got the cops involved. The FBI, like, that's so extreme. No, fuck this. No? Fuck that. Get the FBI. Get the FBI. Get the NSA. Get the CIA. All of them. The NSA. FBI. Anybody with three initials, get them. Call them. Bobby kind of seemed like he wanted Susan to keep talking to the family, like he wanted to just watch the drama, you know? Uh, like, it was just, like, something to talk about for him, but for her, it was, like, a very real terror. Mm-hmm. The emails stopped. Bobby was like, oh, maybe the FBI agent was wrong about the whole thing. It was just a family, you know what I mean? And he's, it's not anything suspicious, and they really are backing off. So the FBI agent asked Susan to put a timeline together of everything, And when she was done with it, Bobby was like, I want to see it. And she was like, no. And he was really pushy about it. Uh He was like, I really want to see it. I really want to see it. If it's not too personal, I want to see it. (laughs) And she was like, why do you keep asking me to fucking see it? It's really personal, actually. And he was like, well, I've just been here for you through it all. And I'm just like super invested. Excuse me. And she was like, "Mm, I don't know if I'm feeling this. Agent Waller told Susan he thought they were all fake. Every single person. He looked in he Massachusetts. Was just Bobby? He was looking in Massachusetts. He couldn't find a Karen Gardner in that district. He looked up Leonard's arrest record. He couldn't find a single person named Leonard Knockman in real life. There was no Sharon Barnes. Actually, some of the court documents that Susan had been emailed, the FBI agent went to that district with these court documents showed the prosecutor the prosecutor was like i have never seen this in my uh, life first I, off this is times new roman font we only use aerial it was here. shit like that it was this is absolutely i've never even heard of this in my life it was literally some shit like that <laughs> so they had full confirmation that these people did not exist who was it was it bobby it was fucking bobby she goes home that night after agent waller tells her they're all fucking he thinks they're all fake and Bobby was like, oh, I seen Leonard online a couple times. It was so crazy. And she's like, oh, that's okay. That's crazy. This whole shit. She's thinking in her head. She's like, I think this whole shit is made up. Like By who? By Bobby? Does she have any? She's starting to wonder why she's friends with him. She's like, I don't think Bobby even cares about me. And, and she tells Bobby, like, I don't think these people are real. And he's like, ugh, I don't even care. Whatever. I'm so sick of this. I'm so tired of hearing about it. And she's like, what? Yes, you do care, though? Like, okay, Bobby. Okay. Bobby got Bobby's mad. A li- huh? Bobby's a liar. You think it's Bobby? I think it's Bobby. That's fucking sus ass Bobby. Bobby got mad and he said, don't talk to me anymore. He was like, don't talk to me or my boyfriend anymore, actually. Detective FBI Agent Waller, <laughs> his formal title, contacted Susan and he said no arrest records existed for Leonard or Sharon. No reports correlated any information that she gave him. Felix the cat, that guy... He'd actually been in prison since, like, 1989. He was never out of prison. She told Bobby, and he was like, see, I told you it all seemed fake. Told you? She was like, what? Okay, Bobby. (laughs) Mm, In her mind, not to Bobby at this point. She's not talking to him like this anymore. But she's like, okay, so the facts are somebody was emailing me and knew every detail about me to the point where they knew where I go for drugs, 
when I changed. They knew what stores I went to, what I, I was wearing, like everything about me. So whoever this was, was somebody really close to me. That's terrifying. One day she's walking her dogs and a red truck pulls up and a lady gets out. She's like this blonde, big, muscly lady. And she looks at her. She looks at Susan. She's like, are you Sue? And Susan was like, uh, no. And nice. she's, she's like, you're not Sue? She's like, no, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and she just like walked away. And the lady got back in her truck and left. And that was fucking weird. Smart. Yeah, that's what I would do, too. No, Barb. She's like, no, I'm not Sue. Nobody even calls her that. So that was like a red flag to her right off the bat. It started to look like things were sorting themselves out. Bobby said he found a new profile on Yahoo for Leona, and he urged Susan to reach out. Who's Leona? That's Leona Kink. That's the, like, nylon, she, her Uh, pronoun, Leonard. Leonard. Yeah. Okay. So... She does, for whatever fucking reason. She thinks she's going to... She, not because she believes it at this point, but because she thinks she's going to find some information. She's going to get him. She's going to get, get him at this point, yes. She's going to backdoor him. Exactly. And Leona's like, oh my God, I thought you were dead. I told the whole family you were dead. We were all mourning you. It was so sad. And Susan was like, oh my God, what in the Grey's Anatomy is fucking this? This is so stupid. Like, she just realized in that moment how dumb it all was. Like, why would that be your conclusion? That is so fucking fake and dumb and stupid. That was really the point where she was, she's like, this isn't a soap opera. Like, that's so stupid that he said that or she said that. And she started to look back at it all for the first time from an objective, not scared. Well, this whole time she's been scared, and this is the first time she's like, I don't have anything to be afraid of. This is all fake. She's looking at the pictures of Leona, trying to get, like, a clue, and she found this little watermark, and she tracked it down and found this other the real person. It wasn't Leona, obviously. She did a Neve. It was just this generic kink website. Nice. Just this random person. Nice. Neved him. Neved him. It was just this trans fetish porn person, you know, like. Just a regular person living their life or whatever, but not Leona. The porn star lived in Florida. Uh She tells Bobby. Bobby's like, no way. That person's too pale to live in Florida. That can't be real. (laughs) All right, right, Bobby. Shut up, Bobby. Shut the fuck up, Bobby. Come on. (sighs) Okay, so then Susan told Bobby, oh, that guy, that Felix the Cat, the the criminal rapist guy, whatever, that they said wanted to meet Uh up with me and all, Uh knew my address. Well, it turns out he's been in prison since 1989. And Bobby's like, okay, great. Thanks for the update. And then he started to say Agent Waller didn't know what he was talking about sometimes. Like, he was trying to, like, imply. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yes. So it's clearly Bobby. So Bobby. It's so Bobby. Okay, so one day, she just kind of was moving on from the whole situation. Then months go by, and in April, she got an email from dead.swan at Yahoo, which she ignored. Then the next day she got another, and then the next day she went to work and saw hundreds of emails in her inbox that said, e-card successfully delivered. Here's a copy of your e-card. So an e-card was like back in the day. If you've ever seen those, like, it's usually a pastel background and it'll be like a Victorian lady who's all black and white and it'll say like, your face is not as dumb as your ass. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. 
<laughs> no, that, I've never seen that. Oh, my God. Okay, well, there were these stupid, just JPEG images. It was like a really early, stupid version of a meme. It would be like just okay. a picture and like a greeting. Some uh-huh. of them were funny. Some of them were like, oh, I'm thinking of you. Happy birthday. You know, that kind of shit. Different, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you could go to Yahoo and they had their own whole web page about it. The early 2000s were a crazy time. She's seen that apparently she sent hundreds of those. Um, <sighs> so she opened one of them. It was a picture of a donkey and carnival music played. And it said, I'm bored. I don't like my job. My mind is on other things like sex. Email me if you want to have sex later. Ugh. Her boss walked in. Yes, and, but it sent to all of her coworkers. Mm-hmm. So her boss walked in and she was like, oh, don't worry. I did what I could. Like I sent a company-wide email saying to disregard, saying you got hacked. Some people were kind of weird after that, but everybody understood. It wasn't her, obviously. So Funny joke, guys. Someone got, someone got me, huh? <laughs> so stupid. Clearly not me. I'm not a sex maniac. At least not here. Maybe privately. Okay. Anyway, uh... So she called, she told the detective, she left a message to tell him. The company had to do all this crazy shit, locking all these different emails, keywords to get it to stop. Oh. Yes. And then the detective called her back. He's like, hey, that dead swan email address, I'm going to subpoena that. We're going to figure that out. Okay, good. Great. Bobby started saying his PC was turning on in the middle of the night and during the day. His AOL was signing on by itself. Uh-huh. Mystery emails were being sent, and his antivirus was turning itself off. Fuck, Bobby, that's the feds, man. He had this crazy virus. This is this crazy virus. His PC was now flashing, lighting up. The keyboard was not responding. The on and off button was not working, and he had to unplug it to get it to turn off at times. They already got you, Bobby. Susan came home from work one day, and Agent Waller called. He got a hit on the subpoena, and he asked... Do you know anyone in D.C.? Oh, shit. Bobby Brown. Bobby Ironside, who she never even mentioned to Waller. He was like, what's his address? And, of course, it matched up. He asked for a picture of Bobby, which she gave. She hung up the phone and she sobbed. It was confirmation. It was Bobby. It was her own best friend. She met up with Agent Waller and a detective who had some questions because some of the details that she got emailed about, about the crimes, were details that were not known to the public about real-life murders. Oh, yeah, because of all those pen pal letters. That's probably exactly why. That's probably exactly why. So that's pretty scary. And the detectives were like, hey, so we're working on getting this guy, but you need to just act normal so that he doesn't just run away. So if he emails you or whatever, you have to keep acting normal. Like, you don't know. Gotta get him. You gotta get him. So she wasn't sad anymore. She was just angry. And Bobby kept emailing her bullshit about his possessed computer. One day, the FBI knocked on Bobby's door at four in the morning, like a SWAT team. And they raided his house. Nice. Hell yeah. Tweet tweet that, bitch. Bitch. James actually had nothing, he didn't know anything about uh-huh. what Bobby was doing. So, yeah, it was just, like, really He's traumatizing. He chained up. Right? Like, oh, fuck. Oh, my uh, God. Can you cut me down? Shit. And, uh, right? They're doing kick shit kick when they shit, come in. yeah. Both him and James were put in cuffs and taken to the FBI headquarters. They watched helplessly as they tore up his apartment. Waller talked to Bobby and then called Susan to ask, Hey, did your dad die in a mental hospital? Are you a drug fiend? Are you obsessed with the movie Audition? She's like, no, did he tell you I was? None of that's true. And he's like, oh, okay, well, Bobby said that was true. He's trying to make it seem like you're crazy. 
Hmm. She's like, that's crazy because he's crazy. <laughs> yeah, crazy because that's crazy calling the crazy cat crazy. Yes. James kettle. Was, crazy kettle. The crazy is kettling right now. James was completely blindsided, his man. Um, Bobby sent Susan a letter. He was like, oh, I shouldn't have gotten involved. I hurt two people I loved. I ruined my life. Would you get lunch with me? Fuck you, Bobby. Go burn. I'll kill myself if you don't. Like, it was literally that kind of thing. She met with the prosecutor. She met with homicide detectives because of the emails. She knew details she shouldn't have known, whatever. But clearly she didn't have anything to do with it. They just wanted to know what she knew. Bobby was, they took Bobby to court. They Uh arrested him, took him to court. Bobby was charged. He did flip her off in court, like in the middle of court. He was like, yeah, he flipped Susan off. Do you have pictures of that? No, I wish. They tried to get him on five years in prison. He represented himself at the hearing and it went really bad. Dumbass. Mm Mm-hmm. He tried to say the whole thing was a prank. He said he couldn't have done this without her, and he tried to paint it as if she was a part of some elaborate prank, just for fun. The judge was so confused by this whole thing. He was like, that is insane that you said that. Guess how long he got? No, don't guess. I'll tell you. Three months in jail, three years supervised release. But he did fuck up in 2009 and went back to jail. Are you scared, Jake? Is he still in jail? Yeah, as far as I can tell. Cool. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not scared then. Okay. We're done. Hopefully he hears this. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Hey, if you guys uh, are being stalked online, go to stalkingawareness.org. Okay. Because I can't. It's a website. Yeah. They have resources for victims of online stalking abuse. Because listen, this shit is fucking scary. I personally. Just anxiety filled. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just the anxiety of not having that peace. Yeah. And somebody saying they're going to, they're watching you. They're going to eat you. That's pretty scary. Yeah. They know what stores you go to and shit. Like, yeah, I don't like it. That's really scary. This is the part of the podcast where we do something fun to bring up the mood. I saw this thing where you look up Florida Man and your birthday. Oh, I've seen this. Did you do it yet? Didn't we already do this once? Did we? I feel like we did in the early episodes. Damn. Let's do it again, though. Okay. Florida Man I mean, birthday. there's going to be a new one. <laughs> For sure, that's true. Florida Man birthday, August 22nd. Okay. Opening. On this day in Florida Man history. (laughs) Nice. On August 22nd, 2018, a Florida man took a cruise down I-95 on his motorcycle, shirtless, barefoot, and steering his motorcycle with his feet. Sick, dude. It's a vibe. He wasn't caught by police, but thanks to technology... We've got video. <laughs> no way. I've seen this video. Oh, my God. I have seen this video. <laughs> Dang, Happy that birthday. That happened on August. Tw- Dang, that happened right. on your birthday. Hell, yeah, bro. Florida man is a vibe, dude. How do you discover that you're able to do that? Well, those bikes have cruise control. Oh, my God. So he just gets yeah. it on the speed and lays yep. back. That is so crazy. Okay. Florida man birthday. FloridaManBirthday.org. <laughs> Florida man birthday, May 17th. A burglar in Florida took the truck, computer, and sword, but forgot the phone. What? I don't know. The 24-year-old man who has committed multiple crimes in the past stole a truck, sword, and computer from a house in St. Petersburg. The man forgot to take his cell phone while running away. (laughs) Oh. Oh. He was charged with... They called him. (laughs) (laughs) He was charged with armed robbery, car theft, 
Possession, okay, a lot of things. All right, okay, we get it. That is kind of funny a little bit. I'm, oh, uh... <laughs> you kind of shot yourself in the foot. Listen, I'm sorry I traumatized you. That's okay. It was a good time. It was mostly fake. Yeah. It was literally like 90% made up. I didn't think it was Bobby until the end, so you got me. It was fucking... At first, I, I mean, I was almost there. I was like, oh, it's, it's the same person. Yeah, you were. That it was. Yeah. I was like, that's crazy. Also, the fact that earlier when we were just like talking about whatever, you were like, oh, something, something, emails. I was like, it's crazy that you just said emails. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, the sources for this week uh, include the book... You have a very soft voice, Susan, by Susan Fenston. Uh, it's on Audible, if you want to listen to it. It's... Susan's making out now. Susan, listen, I'm going to tell you, to be honest with you, if you have to pay money for it, with peace and love, it is very low-quality audiobook. Oh. <laughs> Probably can't put that here. Ouch. It's really bad, though. It's the worst audiobook I've ever heard. Like, the she quality. She did herself. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she did. And it sounds like she did it on her phone, on speakerphone. Oh. <sighs> anyway, don't forget to drink water. Don't forget to drink water. Goodbye.